Boom. Good morning. Good morning. On today's show, I've got special guest Swire Ho. Born and raised in Hong Kong, Swire immigrated to Los Angeles in 1996. He is a proud Chinese American who speaks Cantonese, Mandarin, and English. He trained as a sound engineer, working at recording studios and entertainment agencies before starting his own firm, Hellman Production Inc., in Los Angeles. Swire and his team successfully produced attractive, personalized DVD and CD cases and custom merchandise like t-shirts, earning a score award in 2009 for small business success. His business eventually grew so popular, he just decided to sell Hellman Production in 2013 to focus exclusively on the promotional product industry. Swire is a proud SFG1 certified kettlebell instructor for Strong First. He finds calmness through yoga, organic gardening, and enjoys being in nature. In this episode today, we dive into how strength training helps you in business. Have a listen. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. To the show, I am excited to have Swire as a special guest today. Swire, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me today, Jeff. You are so welcome. So excited to dive into your hitting edge. It's right up my alley. You know, strength training, what you do, what you've learned through that, and then how you've been able to apply it in the business arena. Would love to hear kind of that theme. What are some of those great things, nuggets of wisdom? that you've taken from, I know you're a kettlebell certified, you know, what, what you've taken from kind of the exercise fitness realm and then applied to your business. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. This is actually very fresh and we do it in a timely manner. I actually went to San Diego and took the strong first, uh, SFL, uh, it's a barbell certification just over the last weekend. So I'm really fresh, really excited, but what I wanted to share with everyone and the listener is I start training it about, a year ago, I, uh, I registered January of 2022, and there are seven lifts that I need to do to pass the certification. So each of them has a challenge. Some of them I am better with. Some of them I have never done before. So I actually build programs and then set up a goal with different milestone and keep working on it. So I usually like to use what I learned from fitness. You know, I, I'm a person of routine and program. So something that I, a, a weight that I'm, I'm not able to lift today, what can I do to achieve that? What do I have to do physically and especially mentally to be ready for that weight? Because I've never picked up that weight before. I have a, a sheet of paper that I wrote down my goal for fitness on my refrigerator and also the goal that I have in uh, for the business. I think the, the only one left to check off, and I think I'll push it to next year, is the one on push-up. But I'm able to achieve that you know, in terms of my fitness goal and also for the revenue that I set for the company for this year. Okay, so you have some things that you're good at. Then you have some things that, some lifts that you're not so good at them yet. 
you design a plan of action, how you're going to get there, write it down, and then you attack that on a daily basis. I love, I love how you said, and I think this is so critical, and I, I love this component related to fitness just in general and movement and exercise, as you said, physically and mentally. And so many times people are th just thinking about the physical side when it comes to fitness. Mm -hmm. I would say the mental be benefits are huge because you're pushing yourself past the limitation. And many times it's you know, self-imposed limitation mentally and, and you're building up that mindset muscle and that mental strength over and over again. So what was the trigger that you wanted to take the certification? What was the onus behind it? Was it something you said, hey, I, I love kettlebell training. I want to do this. Give, give a little backstory there. Well, I, I've been uh, a kettlebell certification since 2018. Always fascinated about the barbell, so I decided to pick that up. And, you know, I have some skill. I'm good at the deadlift and squat, but there are other things that I'm not uh, being good at. You know, I love that you you bring up the, the mental standpoint. Let's say if you walk up to a bar that the weight you have never picked up before Maybe physically you you are trained for that, you know, you're all pumped for that. But then it, mentally, should I pick up that weight? Can I pick up that weight? You you should probably back up and not do that. You know, when you walk up to a bar or when you walk up to a task in, in terms of business standpoint, you better be ready. If you're not sure, maybe today is not the day you should tackle it. So I think I could totally see the uh, correlation between fitness and the, the mental game that we have in business. I love, I love how you describe that. Can I do this or could I do this? If you have that seed of doubt in your mind when you're picking up something you never have before, deadlifts, for example, the odds of you being successful are probably slim and none, right? And, and so many times we aren't mindful enough of how's, how's my mental side of things. You, you mentioned business, right? Taking a task and, and doing it. If you're not stepping up with, I've got this, I'm attacking this, I'm going to be successful. Instead, it's oh, maybe, maybe I'll be successful or I'm going to try this. The odds are that you're not going to be successful in whatever you do. So love that, that mental side. So how did you start to correlate, you know, the fitness into your business? I know you run your own business. What are some things you take from it on a daily basis that that really have up leveled your skills in owning and running your own business. Yeah, let's put sales for example. You know, we all have a goal for sales or a certain revenue that you want to do. So I will break it down. You know, there are certain milestones that we want to want to reach, and maybe there are certain customer that we want to try to reach it to. I'm not there yet today, but who are these people? You know, how can you do and what can you learn? So you can prepare yourself better to do that. So when you actually do talk to that customer, are you ready? Do you have to practice? You know, because when you walk up to the client and then when you're trying to approach something that when you're trying to pitch something that they are not accustomed to, you better be ready. And then if you run that routine and if you practice that, you know, let's say at least a thousand times, then whenever whatever question they're going to they're going to ask you, you'll be ready for it because People can tell right away if you are prepared or if, you, if you're just showing up just to show up. So I could totally see, you know, the practice that I do, you know, the routine that you go through. Or I, and I think the, the most important point is for both business and, and fitness still, 
do you have people that support you? Because you know, when we are doing the lifts, there are other uh, participants that are there to cheer me on. So maybe I, I'm able to pick up 15 or 20 pounds more than I normally would if I'm doing it myself. In business, do you have a coach? Do you have uh, a peer? You know, things that maybe people you met from the Chamber of Commerce who are your supporter. Because if you have never dialed a cold call before, that will be a very scary experience. But if you warm up, let's say you call your wife and you call your friend, right? You mm -hmm. warm it up to it. And then you pick up that car. How much different would that going to be? And, you know, have, have you, uh, I, I really do want the listener to actually think about that. You know, you can actually warm up before your big meeting. Now, I, lo I love that one is having a support structure, right? And, and that was in lifting, but then warming up. And I, I read something recently that said the ideal positive to negative ratio is like three to one. So let's say cold calling, for example, somebody hangs up on you. It's a bad call. You should sprinkle in three positives. Maybe it's calling your wife or somebody else. That's going to get you back in that frame of mind to be able to go attack again. It's like three to one is the, is the ratio, which I thought was pretty interesting because many times people can just be all on the positive. No, you got to have, you got to have some negative. You got to have that, that, that dose of reality every so often. And then that can keep you, keep you inspired from, you know, a business and background perspective. I'm curious and I'm, I'm sure the, the audience is a little curious. You know, describe you know, your, your business background, where you came from. I know you had a couple different businesses and, and where you're at currently. Um, well, originally from Hong Kong, I came to uh, Los Angeles when I was 18. So I wanted to be in the entertainment industry, but I don't sing, I don't act, and I don't have a good voice. So I actually studied to become a recording engineer. And then it uh, led to my first business. We were in CD and DVD replication, which in LA at the time, it was good. It was in 2003. So we still buy CDs and DVDs. So I uh, made a lot of contact in the uh, you know entertainment industry. And then along the way, people ask, do you guys do merchandise? So when we go on tours, we can actually sell it. So that led us into the promotional product industry. And in 2013, we sold a CD and DVD part of business and focused exclusively on promotional product and branded merchandise. Awesome. I appreciate you sharing that, uh, that story and, and that iteration. So you mentioned routines a couple of times as, as we were going through and you were answering and, and giving a couple you know, words that of, of wisdom routines. What does routines look like to you? How are you applying them to your day to day life, not only personally, but running a business? What, what do routines mean to you and, and how are you leveraging them? Well, I'm all about routines. And, you know, once I finish one, I like to set different goals uh, for myself. And, you know, when we're going live, you know, we're closer to the, the end of the year. So this is when people actually set the goal. And what I would do for myself, and I would encourage everyone to, to try that is you can have always have big goals, right? There is, you know, really high reach, right? You have to really work on it to do that. But you, you should also set small goals that you can really achieve uh, very easily. So why would, would you do that? Because when we are reaching a big goal sometime, you it's not linear. It's not go one straight up, go the line. Sometimes you're doing better and then sometimes you get setback and then you pick yourself up and you go higher. So it's harder and it takes a toll more mentally when you're reaching a big goal. But you know, using a small goal, for example, you can just say, I will 
talk to 10 clients every day, or I would just wake up and not drink a, a soda in the morning. I would just drink water in the morning, right? So these are small things that you can do, but it, it changes your mindset. And if you know that you could hit your small goals, it gives you the confidence actually to tackle the bigger goals that are out there. Now, I, lo I love how you mentioned goal achievement and how it's not linear, right? Some days you're going to be on 100% energy, mindset's tough, right? You're, you're attacking, you're, you're, you're making great progress. Then you're going to have dips, right? Maybe your best one day is only 70%. Well, then you've got to do your best at 70%. Maybe you need to play catch up the other day. And then breaking it down and having smaller goals so you feel that progress, that momentum, because I think at goal setting, so many times we reach so high, but then we don't break it down and we don't have it in smaller chunks. And then it's just so overwhelming for the mind to say, how are we going to climb the, such a big, big mountain to get there? So love how you, you mentioned that from a, a uh, goal achievement perspective. Routines, I love bookending your days, right? Like, what's that last 30 minutes of the day look like, first 30 minutes? What, what's, your, what's your morning routine look like? I'm curious always to, to just hear uh, what other high achievers are doing in the morning to get them you know, excited to attack the day. I've been finding that uh, upon awakening, I would go for, uh, you know, I would slice some lemons and I would do that with hot water. So I'll drink that first thing in the morning and then I'll walk out to the backyard. You know, I'm in California, so most of the days it's sunny. So I actually get some sunlight, you know, on my skin. So it makes me warmer, maybe a light pacing around in the backyard for uh, 10 minutes. And then I have to take the kids to school. So I, I take the kids to school and then actually, if possible, I'll do a uh, quick 30 minute walk, uh, you know, around the area and then I will do my coffee and I get, I'm getting ready to work. Gotcha. Okay. So waking up, getting some water, getting some hydration, getting some sunlight, doing a little exercise movement getting your kids off and, and getting, getting back to, uh, to work. I appreciate you, you sharing that with me. So in the current business that you're in promotional products, what's a couple key lessons that you've learned in finding your ideal client, attracting your ideal client? You know, what, what are some experiences that you've had that you'd like to share that could educate the audience? Cause I do have some solopreneurs, business owners, entrepreneurs in the, uh, in the audience? Well, I find that, especially in the promotional product, when, you know, listen to think of that, they think it's a commodity type business, right? What I do, you can find hundreds, if not thousands of companies doing a Google search. But what I'm trying to do is I wanted to create an experience for my client. And I will ultimately wanted to answer these questions is there someone out there or a company out there who are who is willing to pay full price for my service? And they're happy to receive my call every time I try to reach out to them. I found out that over the year, there are people like that. You know, obviously there are people who are price conscious. They may shop for 15 companies and get the cheapest possible. So those are not my client, you know, and I actually did a recent activity and I would suggest listener to do so because we are at the end of the year is to open up your accounting software or whatever matrix that you use. Look at people who have give you business for the year. Who are your top 10 or top, top 20 clients in terms of revenues? Now, do you find any similarity in terms of their title? You know, what, why they work with you 
And who are really these people? So now I did that myself and I actually found out that my top 10 clients actually gave us 76% of business. That means that if I'm able to serve this 10 VIP clients the way that I would do, if not better, then I'm able to keep 76% of our revenue. Not saying that I'm not welcoming new business, but if I know that if I'm able to help them better, if I'm able to help them solve their problem better, I'm actually have this core client that can really sustain my business. And so what, I, what I'm saying is, you know, do you find out and ask the question, why would people buy from you? And that can actually save you a lot in marketing and sales. And, you know, it certainly helped me to position myself better in 2023. Was that triggered by what? What was the trigger behind that? Was it something you were just thinking of? Was it something you listened to to say, "Hold on, I, I need to be focused on my core customers, the customers that want to pay full price and actually want to hear me on the other line of the phone"? What What was the process of discovery there? Well, I recently reread the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss and Tim okay. Ferriss is actually the person which I found out about kettlebell. I found okay. out it in his article. So I read that after 10 years, I first read it about 10 years ago. So, and I found out one of the chapter, it says that the 80, 20 rules, that means mm -hmm. that 20% of your client will actually give you 80% of your business. Mine is about 10 client give us 76%, not quite uh, 20, 80, but I look at the previous two years and surprisingly, the top 10 client give us 70% and 72%. So uh, in the high 70s. So that means that really my top client are giving us bulk of a business. And what I do with those information, I looked at each of my uh, immediate contact for each client. What are their titles? What is it that they actually do? And then answering my marketing question, where did they find us? I think that's a, a golden question. Where did they find us? You know, what kind of publication or blogs or websites do they go to? So we actually eliminate some of that. Uh, uh, we are not active and that they never, you know, I, I would say that people are big on Instagram, right? Everyone wants to be on Instagram, but none of our top 10 clients found us on Instagram. So our yeah. effort on Instagram is slower where we're putting more emphasis on LinkedIn because a lot of them are connected with me on LinkedIn. So we, it will actually answer a lot of the question if you just go through that exercise, I would say like a year-end checkup, really. Yeah, I love how you were, you were getting curious there as well as you had alluded to social media, right? That, that you getting curious and seeing, okay, where is those 20% of clients that provide 80% of the revenue and then figuring out, hey, it's not Instagram, it's not whatever social platform, then refocusing your efforts, that allows you to double down and then expand. I also love the fact that you read Tim Ferriss's book again. I'm a huge fan of reading books over and over again because you always are at a different place in your life, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all those pieces where you grab different nuggets and then you can apply them. So that's that's something I practice. So kudos uh, to you for for doing that. I I love it, and it's always eye opening where you're like, wait, why did how did I miss this? Or yeah. you know that now I can apply this to uh, my my life. Or you're in a different space, and it's a it's a powerful practice to get into. I think some a lot of time as a small business owner, we are scared 
to focus really go to our niche, right? We wanted to, especially when I talk to client, like, why do you buy a promotional product? Like, I want to target everyone. Mm-hmm. Then how much do you have really? Like, I only have a budget because we all have a budget, right? You cannot really afford to target everyone because if I'm able to drill down to the exact title of our top 10, then I'm really focused. I, I know exactly where we need to be. And then, you know, with your budget, you could actually all- allocate your resource to, to those that counts. Maybe you're better on Facebook. Maybe you're better at writing blogs. Then you stick with it. And, you know, there are other things out there that are work for others. But if this is your goal, going back to the programming and routine, then you focus on your goal. If you plan for it, stick with the goal. Yeah. And I think it's so important to take time to reflect and see where those areas are. And then you can double down. You can put all your efforts there. You can make sure that it's effective use of your time because time is our most precious resource, right? You have the same amount. I have the same amount. Everybody does. The more productive, the more efficient you can be, the better you're going to be in business, the better you're going to be personally, right? You're going to be living a a well-balanced life. So I've appreciated the conversation. Where can people find you if they want to look you up? Oh, thank you, Jeff. I live on LinkedIn. So if you find, you know, me, Swire Ho on LinkedIn, happy to network everyone. If you want to find out more about uh, what I do at Garuda Promo, if you search for the word Swire Ho, I use the word hashtag promo guy. If you just Google Swire Ho hashtag the promo guy, you can find out more about promotional product and, you know, things that I'm passionate about. Awesome. Swire, appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together, so please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others, and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.